Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Listening to the British Ice Hockey Podcast, available every week on Audio Boom, the iTunes Store, and from BritishIceHockey.co.uk. Hello, and welcome to this week's British Ice Hockey Podcast. I'm your host Ben, and coming up on this week's show, we're going to be looking back at our last weekend's results in the Elite Ice Hockey League, as well as the Challenge Cup, and we're also going to be talking about the National Ice Hockey League. All of that and loads more on this week's British Ice Hockey Podcast. Welcome to this week's British Ice Hockey Podcast. Loads of interviews coming up on this week's show. Later, we're going to be discussing the National Ice Hockey League as we're going to be joined by Peterborough Phantoms head coach Slava Kulikov. And we're also going to be joined by the Swindon Wildcats. Max Burbreyer will also be joining us on this week's show. And we're also going to be hearing from uh, the netminder who's who's doing a lot of saves at the moment for the Dundee Stars. That's Alex Leclerc who will be joining us on this week's British Ice Hockey podcast. We're also going to be talking to Coventry Blaze head coach Danny Stewart and director of hockey at the Nottingham Panthers, Gil Doucet, will also be joining us on this week's show. But a lot of action taking place up and down the country last weekend when it comes to the great sport of ice hockey. And for a look back at all the results now, on Monday, I caught up with BritishIceHockey.co.uk's very own Mr Craig Anderson. Uh, so, Craig, a big thank you for joining us this week. And, uh, well, we're, we're getting some games under our belts now. And we're, uh, are we any closer, do you feel, to getting some kind of sense of where the Challenge Cup and where the Elite League is heading this season? No, in a oh. nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, my blog on, on Monday kind of covered it. It's a really difficult league to predict right now. And I get that teams are maybe not quite hitting their stride yet. And, you know, we're seeing the likes of Belfast and Cardiff who are predicted to be the top two. have a little bit of a rocky start to their 
their domestic programmes. So it's too, it's way too early to say, but I'm liking the fact that we're expecting the unexpected. I think that's the most exciting thing we can say about this season so far. Yes, absolutely. Um, we'll come to the Challenge Cup firstly. And uh, there was a game, obviously, on Thursday night uh, while last week's show was being edited together. Uh, Guildford Flames against the Cardiff Devils. And uh, you, you've mentioned in the, in the five things we learned from the weekend about how... how Difficult it's been for the Cardiff Devils to get some rhythm going. And, and we kind of saw that on Thursday night, didn't we, with the Cardiff Devils getting the win, but only after overtime. Yeah, they, they kind of laboured to that one a little bit. I mean, Guildford's, you know, Cardiff's goals were kind of stretched out through the game. Stephen Dixon got an early one. Guildford's goals all came in an eight-minute spell in the, the second period. And at one stage, we're, we're 3-2 ahead. So Cardiff, you know, give them, give them credit with their due. They, they fought back to at least take the game to overtime. They, they did labour to it, though, you know, the, well, they got the result, which is the most important thing. They did labour to it, and I think there were maybe one or two concerns from Andrew Lloyd's, Andrew Lord's point of view that this could be taken into the weekend. Bear in mind, games on Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, three games in four days is, is a hell of a shift for any team. So I, I think that would have left them with some food for thought, and it didn't really transpire into much after that. But no, two points on the Challenge Cup board, that's the important thing. How they got it, I suppose, isn't really important, but the points on the board are. I mean, we did we did speak with Andrew earlier at the start of the month about you know the the double edged sword that is competing in, in Europe. You're going to have to squeeze in these fixtures and, and three games over a weekend is a tough ask. Uh, Glasgow clan uh, on on Saturday in the Elite League uh, for Cardiff and uh, a great result for for the clan there, a six two win. Magnificent result for the clan. They they needed that one. Uh, you know they've had a couple of disappointing results this year so far. Bear in mind, Zach Fitzgerald still finding his feet as as a coach. So to go to Cardiff and get a win like that. Is, is absolutely magnificent. Cardiff were frustrated. I think the frustration got the better of them. I got a quick word with Zach on Sunday night um, and he was saying, you know, we dominated them. You know, he used the word dominate, which I think is a strong word to use. Um, but that, that's the way he felt that the clan did. The, the, the manner of the goals was fantastic as well. So I think that really helped them uh, set a tone for this season so far. And as Zach said to me on Sunday night, he has seen the teams, the team kind of knit together now, the chemistry starting to build a little bit. And that can only be a good thing. Yeah, and we saw, we saw that on Sunday as well, uh, also in the league. Uh, we, we, we mentioned the fact uh, Glasgow clan got a lot of trips on the road uh, in the opening gambit of the season and uh, a great win at the Sheffield Arena by four goals to three. Um, so, like you say, that it's been it's been a good weekend uh, for, for the Glasgow clan, hasn't it? It sure has. And, you know, in the Sheffield game, bear in mind, they did roll into a four-goal lead at the, by the end of the first period. So they kind of set the tone for that game early. Sheffield just weren't at it at all. It was one of those games for them where nothing seemed to go right for them in that first period. After the third goal, they, they switched their goalie from um, Duba to Cantor. It never really made much of a difference. But I would say fatigue maybe started to set in for the clan as the game wore on. You know, those those long journeys, those big trips will will have an impact on them. And I think we saw that. Sheffield getting three goals on the board as the game wore on. I think they got the third goal with about a minute and a half to go. That would have made things a little bit nervy, but thankfully the defence held out and another good weekend from Patrick Colleen in the net as well. It was a, a up and down weekend uh, for the Coventry Blaze. Uh, obviously they were beaten by the five Flyers uh, in the league on Saturday uh, by six goals to three but they didn't half bounce back didn't they on, on, on Sunday in the Challenge Cup beating the Cardiff Devils by five goals to one. That's quite an outcome there but it, it, it factors into to what we were saying earlier about the Cardiff Devils. Yeah it does but for Coventry that, that's a, a big win not only the fact of who their opposition is but the fact that they needed that after that run of uh, games where they, they haven't been able to pick up points. The game in Fife on, on Saturday, 
you know, again, you know, Fife at home are always a very tricky team to, to come up against. And it seems to be the, the Crowder brothers at Fife are, are quite a formidable pairing. I've actually, you know, tongue-in-cheek um, in the, the five things we learned this weekend about, you know, what have Coventry done to these two guys to annoy them? Um, between the, the two of them, I think they picked up seven points between them in the two fixtures against the Blaze. And Tim, of course, was a former Coventry player uh, as well. But no, uh, Danny Stewart's men can be very happy with that bounce back. I'd love to know what he said after the, the Fife game on Saturday. I can't imagine he'd have been too happy at seeing another L in the, in the column. So, you know, they, they made that trip back to the Sky Dome on Sunday and, and blew Cardiff away. Cardiff, again, just weren't at the races. Andrew Lord wasn't uh, wasn't backwards and coming forwards in his post-match um, analysis either. So, yeah, I mean, I'm veering it back to Cardiff here. I shouldn't be. But Coventry, you know, that's a big result for them in the Challenge Cup. They just need to get something on the board in the league and, and start getting them moving there as well. Yeah, so it's probably one of the results of the weekend. Uh, one of the other results of the weekend also happened in the Challenge Cup. That happened on Saturday. Belfast Giants 3, Dundee Stars 4. Um, you mentioned in the five things we learned about Alex Leclerc at, uh, at the netminder at Dundee. Uh, but but there, it was all about endurance, really, wasn't it? And, and getting the job done for Dundee Stars. Yeah, I think you can categorise that as a character win you know that they had to dig in deep they had to really you know stay solid and they did you know you know Alex Leclerc making 65 saves in one night <laughs> is incredible in itself Kevin DeFore got a couple of goals as well they had to really dig in I mean I, I was on a radio station in Scotland on Friday and I said that you know looking at the fixtures Dundee's most likely chances of getting points would be against Manchester I completely wrote them off um, for the trip to Belfast and it shows what I know <laughs> Um, so, you know, it was an incredible result for them and it really set the tone for their weekend. And, you know, you go to a place like Belfast who are a formidable team at home, you know, looking at their, their home record going all the way back through last season as well. It's a real, real impressive record that they've got. So for Dundee to go there and win is nothing short of fantastic for the Dundee Stars. And it was a great weekend. Like you touched upon two wins from two for Dundee. Uh, back in the league on Sunday night and they beat the Manchester Storm at Dundee by five goals to three. So quite quite a weekend's work there for the Scottish club. Definitely. Um, you know, and again, you know, when you see Omar Pasha's post-match interview, um, which is online now, he's got a smile that, that, as wide as the River Tay. That's how much he enjoyed that one. And maybe a little bit because it was against his former team as well. I'm maybe speculating on that one. Um, but again, Kevin DeFour, another two goals um, on the night. It was Dundee's first league win as well, which was important. So I think the fact they got that win in Belfast carried them into this this game on Sunday against Manchester in the, the best of Fettle and, and you know, what, a, what a result for them to, to come away. It's not often we see two out of the three Scottish teams come away with, with four-point weekends, but they'll certainly take it. And uh, it was a, it was well, not the best of weekends uh, for the Storm uh, on Saturday in the Challenge Cup. Manchester Storm one, Nottingham Panthers two. But go, goes to show you the the up and down nature and what what we were saying earlier when we were saying, do, are we any closer to finding out who the runners and riders are going to be? Absolutely not, because then Nottingham are beaten by Belfast uh, by three goals to nil. And as we covered earlier, Belfast were beaten on Saturday, weren't they? So. Up and down, up and down, up and down. But uh, Belfast there with with uh, a good win in the league on Sunday, bouncing back from that Saturday defeat in the Challenge Cup. Yeah, very strange. They're all cutting each other's throats. And again, it goes back to what I said at the start about the unexpected nature of this league so far. You will expect the cream to rise to the top as the, the season goes on and, and things get a bit more settled. The first month is always interesting. But I expected Belfast to bounce back on, on Sunday, just again, having the, the home record that they have. That loss to Dundee wouldn't have sat well with Adam Keith nor his players. They're a, they're a group of winners over there. So it's no surprise to see them bounce back with that with a good result against the Panthers. 
at home, you know, needing to, to get themselves back on track. And they, they did so in impressive circumstances, I believe. And uh, there's only one other result we need to mention, really, and that involves uh, the Sheffield Steelers. Uh, we mentioned their Sunday defeat uh, to the Glasgow clan, but we should say Sheffield Steelers, they're not not—they're having no problem scoring goals, that's for sure. 4-3 defeat to Glasgow clan, but on Saturday, they beat the Guildford Flames by four goals to one. And, and you highlight in your, in the in, on the website as well, Craig, that currently five of the league's top 10 point scorers play at the Sheffield Arena. So so there's nothing wrong with with uh, putting the puck in the other net, that's for sure. No, definitely not. And I, I think that's a, a marked difference from what we saw from the, the Steelers last year. They were very profligate in front of goal. They, they, they were nights, they, they had the chances, but just couldn't put them away. But you're seeing with what the, this team have now, as I highlighted in the article you just referred to there, three players in there you know, get points on a regular basis, Robert Dowd. Ben O'Connor and John Armstrong. Armstrong's having a better season this year because he's playing under a coach he knows from their time together in, in Zagreb. But add to that, Mark, and, Mark um, Olivier Valoran, who was at Coventry two seasons ago, he was their top scorer. Again, he was a player that, that did very well, had a good... Yeah. Brendan Connolly in the last two seasons has scored prolifically for Glasgow Clan and Belfast Giants the season before that. So putting all these things together, you'll find Steelers on most nights will score. If, if they score one goal more then the other team, they'll take that as long as they get wins. And that's the main thing for the Steelers this year. Yeah, absolutely. And matches this weekend then. And uh, firstly, in, in the Challenge Cup, uh, thankfully, we've got no Thursday games. So this this week, it'll be, uh, this this podcast will still be relevant when it when it airs uh, later in the week. Uh, Cardiff Devils against the Coventry Blaze. Belfast against Fife. Manchester Storm against the Sheffield Steelers. All those matches on Saturday evening. And on Sunday nights, we've got the Fife Flyers against the Belfast Giants. And when it comes to Alik ice hockey league action this coming weekend on saturday we've got nottingham against glasgow dundee against the guildford flames and on sunday nottingham panthers against the glasgow clan sheffield steelers against the cardiff devils coventry plays against the storm and guildford flames hosting dundee stars uh what, what's your pick out of those games there craig do you think i think the, the panthers clan uh, double header could be interesting for all manner of reasons. You're talking about two coaches that are, are still relatively, you can say, in rookie status. They're still finding their feet. Clan come in on the back of that, uh, that that good weekend in Cardiff and Sheffield. Nottingham have been a bit up and down as well, but they're back on home ice after three weeks away, so they'll they'll have that home advantage they've been looking forward to. I think those two games could be quite interesting. I think if you offered one game apiece to either team, they would probably take it. But they'll want more, of course they will. Absolutely. Uh, well, that's that. That's our look at the elite ice hockey league. Obviously, the national ice hockey league uh, is well and truly underway now. Everyone played two matches uh, from the weekend just gone, and I do have to say, what a weekend uh, for for entertainment value in the Na- national ice hockey league. Um, only one team been nilled. Everyone else has just been. <laughs> the, the goals have been flying in, haven't they? Left, right, and centre. I, I know it's like cricket scores when you look at the. You look at them all from from all through the week, but that's a good thing. You know, that's what fans want to see. They want to see lots of goals, lots of entertainment, and they're certainly getting that in this new this new national league. And already, you know, you, you've got only two teams out of the ten who have won both their games. So it's, it shows you. I think it's going to be quite open this year. And uh, just before you go, Craig, uh, just a, a quick mention for BritishIceHockey.co.uk. Um, we should say you do loads of, of work for the website. But the, the, the good thing is we've got loads of contributors on the website now about various clubs, not just in the top two divisions, but but across the board. Yeah, lots of people getting involved. Uh, you know, I, I, I've already said it in, in the blog this week, but I want to thank everybody that took the time to do the, the set and the scene articles that we that we asked for. It was it was good to see so many people come forward and, and talk about their team in, in such positive terms. 
um, you know, and really build up the season. It, it gave me, as uh, someone who doesn't follow every team with, with great um, with with great thoroughness, the, the fact that they could talk about the players and know who they're talking about, and maybe educate the likes of me and, and other readers as well. So every one of them um, that stepped forward, a, a big heartfelt thank you. And as I've said to them, if they want to contribute anything at any point, then please feel free to get in touch. And that's the same for everybody. If anybody has got something they want to get off their chest, let us know, and then we'll see what we can do for you. Craig Anderson there from BritishIceHockey.co.uk speaking to us here on the British Ice Hockey Podcast last Monday. We're going to be joined shortly by Danny Stewart, head coach at the Coventry Blaze, to talk about that great win over the Cardiff Devils on Sunday. But as we were discussing there, we do have to start off with our interviews talking about Dundee Stars netminder Alex Leclerc. He's had a storming start to the season, uh, if you excuse the pun, uh, Manchester Storm fans, for the Dundee Stars. And early in the week, Craig Anderson caught up with Alex Leclerc to hear his take on the start to the season. Alex, after 105 shots you faced at the weekend, how's the body after all that? Oh, the body's fine. I mean, uh, as long as long as you keep winning, the body always feels good after a, after a big weekend like uh, like the previous that we had. How much did you guys need a weekend like that? You've had a couple of disappointing results recently. No, I I think this this weekend uh, was a big statement for our for our club. Um, we knew that the bounces weren't going our way in previous games, but also that we needed to tweak a couple of things and. Um, we worked a lot on systems the the week prior to this weekend. And uh, good things happen whenever you respect your system and you, and you work hard with a good work ethic. Good things happen to you and the bounces finally go your way. Now take us to the game in Belfast on Saturday. A 4-3 win in the Challenge Cup. Great for confidence. What was the secret to getting that victory? Uh, I, I think it's just together. I know that sometimes uh, we were looking at big teams and uh, didn't know necessarily what to expect. And I think we learned a lot from the previous weekend against Nottingham and Sheffield. Um, we realize that no matter what team you play against, especially in this league, there's a very there's a ton of talent. There's very uh, very good players on on every team. But also, we told ourselves uh, during the week that we also have good players on our team, and we have guys that are very skilled as well. So uh, uh, the main focus was just to, to get there, play our own road hockey game, keep it very simple, and and force them to make mistakes. And whenever they did make some mistakes, trying to capitalize on that and. Uh, I, th- I think that, that was, that's how we got success, especially in the previous weekend. And you'll know, of course, that Belfast are, are a very formidable team, especially on their home ice as well. That must have made the victory all the sweeter by the end of it. Oh, I, I think it was really good. Uh, um, I know we also had quite a few injuries in our, on the back end in our defense, of course, so being able to, to grab two points in their own building was, uh, was something that, that we cherish and that's something that we look forward to do again. On Sunday, it was Manchester who came to town. Obviously, the euphoria from the, the victory on Saturday. You know, it's, it's very difficult to, to get the focus back. Did you manage to do that quite easily? No, I, I think we did that very well. Uh, as soon as the puck dropped, we were in a, we were ready and uh, we used that to our advantage. That's why we were able to score uh, fairly early in the game twice. And, uh, and then we just played our same game, just waited for them to make uh, more mistakes. And I think in the third, we were able to capitalise on... On on few opportunities that we got, and um, like I said, we're just we just want to pride ourselves to be a hardworking team and be a team that nobody wants to play against, and uh, and just keeping working the same way that we've been focusing on respecting our having discipline within our system, respecting our system, and and making sure that like we we wait for the opposition to make their mistakes and then trying to uh, counterattack and capitalize on those. 
Now let's talk about you for a second. You've come into the club, you had a brief spell in the ECHL, but primarily from from uh, college hockey. How are you finding the transition into pro hockey? Uh, I think, uh, I would say off the ice is uh, was a fairly easy transition since my schedule's maybe not as busy as it used to be. Um, but on the ice, I think that like the, the game changed a lot, especially from competing on uh, NHL uh, in, in North American ice sheet to the Olympic ice sheet. There's quite a, a few things technically that changes for a goaltender. Uh, for the first thing and then second of all like we you play against guys that are um way smarter with the puck that they are more patient they know how goalies are going to react because they have so much more experience and uh and they play it at some some of these guys played at the highest level as there is in in ice hockey therefore um it's a big it's a big learning experience for myself and i'm enjoying this and being part of the dundee stars also makes it sweeter because we have a really tight group of the guys that uh, we all work together and we all have each other's back. So uh, it's been a very fun experience so far. And how much are you enjoying Dundee as a, as a city as well? I, every time I speak to the guys that have played in Dundee, they always talk it up very highly. Is it the same for you? Yeah, no, exactly. Dundee's a wonderful city. We have a, a great fan base and the community is very involved with our team. So uh, there's nothing that is... <laughs> I don't think there's a single player that will come here that will complain about, about that. And the city overall is just... It's just beautiful. You're right next to the Tay River, and you can wherever you go walk around. It's it's beautiful, and uh, also I know that the city is rejuvenating in the last uh, few years, and it's and it's just wonderful to be a uh, to be to be in the city. Tell us about some of the guys you're in a locker room with. You know, it seems to be that the weeks have gone on. Obviously, that the gelling has has improved quite a lot, which is why you, you perhaps got the results you did. Who are the characters in the, the Dundee locker room this year? I would say that we're uh, we have a, a great group of leadership within our locker rooms. We have guys that came from previous teams that had roles with captaincy or being assistant captains within the team. But I think it all comes down to first of all being a family-owned business with the with the Ward family uh, that just puts an emphasis on bringing everybody together uh, at the first place. And then after that, we have our head coach uh, Omar Pacha and our captain. Uh, Marqua, that has been uh, as soon as the guys came in we were all all everybody was together and whenever we have a day off we try to have quite a few activities uh, the whole group together I, um, a couple of weeks ago we all took the train and went to Edinburgh and had a wonderful day there on a Monday and then uh, last week with with the team and with everybody involved with the, with the organization we went to St Andrews and had a beautiful day there walking around so uh, I think those small Maybe small differences compared to other clubs makes it uh, very well, very good to like gel with one another, and um, it's always easier to uh, to go to go to war with with those guys, knowing that you're your brothers and you're working your you're working hard for each other. And just finally, a couple of games this weekend coming up. You take on the Guildford Flames. You play them on Saturday at home, and then make probably the longest trip in the Elite League to Guildford on Sunday as well. Maybe a bit early to talk about that game, but you know, another four-point weekend is it? Is it in the realms of possibility? Oh, obviously, you, you play every game to win them. If you don't want to win every single game on the schedule, you shouldn't be playing hockey. And in, in my own opinion, but uh, I think that this week, what we need to do is keep focusing on our game and on the on the way the Dundee Stars are playing. That that's bring them success. So if we we focus on our uh, on our, on the small details that do make a difference, I believe, so that we can we can come up with wins uh, this upcoming weekend.
Dundee Stars netminder Alex Leclerc there speaking with our very own Craig Anderson earlier in the week about that great start to the season he's had in net for the Dundee Stars. Elsewhere in the Elite Ice Hockey League, and as we were discussing earlier, it was a great performance in the Challenge Cup on Sunday night for the Coventry Blaze. They were 5-1 winners over the Cardiff Devils. And for reaction to that result, as well as the start more generally for the Midlands club, on Thursday, I caught up with head coach at the Sky Dome. Here's Danny Stewart. Uh, so, Danny, a big thank you for joining us and a big congratulations uh, for that great win last Sunday in the Challenge Cup. I mean, how, how was the evening for you? I know the guys played well, played very well. Um, you obviously went out and, and executed what we wanted to do, but at the same time, you know, we just the areas of our game that maybe we needed cleaning up were cleaned up. I thought we didn't give too much up against a very good Cardiff team and um, you know, our, our special teams were good and, and, um, you know, I think, I think just all in all, we defended a lot better than we had in the, in the previous games and, and through that, it created more offense for us. Well, you know, I was pleased. It was, it was a good win. It was good to get a win on the board in, in the cup and, you know, it's a competition that we, we really want to in this season so to, to get a win on the board was, was vital for us yeah absolutely I, I was going to ask you about the, the start to the season not just for the Coventry Blaze but more generally across the league because um, as as a journalist covering the division I'm finding it very difficult to get any sense of, of where we are at the moment I mean it is very very up and down isn't it yeah I mean I, I think uh, that's that's what we suspected, you know, seeing seeing the rosters that teams were building. And I thought, I feel like, you know, all the coaches in the league did a very good job at recruiting their clubs and um, maybe even improving from last year. And um, it's early days still. I haven't obviously seen all the clubs yet and, um, you know, other than a little bit of video. But it's early days. I think teams are, you know, especially the teams that have had a lot more changes and a lot of new faces still trying to find an identity and, you know, learn a little bit more about their group as time goes on. But, uh, no, it's certainly going to be a tough league. And I think, you know, every weekend you're going to see, you know, what maybe some people classes is, is upsets, but, uh, I think the league's so good now that anybody, if, if they're on their game and then the other team's not, you know, can get a win. Yeah. The, the case in point is, is yourselves, basically, you know, you've, you've put five past Cardiff who've done pretty Amazing things in the in the Champions Hockey League this season. You, on Saturday, you were beaten six three by by five, and then five were beaten on Sunday by Guildford by four goals to two. So all over the shop, uh, <laughs> remarkable stuff. I mean, how difficult is it to scout these teams and and to prepare for these matches, given how how inconsistent everyone is at the moment? Well, I I, th- I think I, I don't think it affects the scouting. I mean, I, all you know with with the access access sorry to to video now. I think all the coaches are are getting their pre scouts in and and you know, we're aware of what teams do and um at the end of the day i think you know with everything including our league with travel and stuff like that there's certain nights that maybe certain teams won't be at the races and um you know like i said i mentioned earlier it's you know at the end of the day the players got to go out and execute and 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 they're generally the ones that will will determine whether you win a game or, or not and you know absolutely absolutely as a coach we got to do our best to prepare our guys but you know, they, they got to go and do it. And, you know, some nights you don't and some nights you do. And usually that, you know, reflective of the result. Yeah, so I mean, that that's the thing. Isn't it? I mean, you got a home game there in, in against Cardiff, but the night earlier, you're up in Scotland and in Fife. I mean, it's how do you juggle all the logistics side of it? Well, it's, it, every team's got to do it. So you just you just got to get on with it. And um, I, I, I don't want to say that was, that was the reason why we, we lost up in Fife. You know, this particular time, I think we went up there and we just, we had a sloppy first period and they, they put four past 
uh, past us and um, they've got a skilled offensive group and you know a lot of guys that that can that can make you pay if you made mistakes and unfortunately we just made too many mistakes in that first period last two periods I thought we played very good and we got better as the game go on but it was just a little bit too late as we were chasing the game uh, well uh, next up for yourselves and, and you know this this is just for the listeners benefit obviously Cardiff Devils again uh, but in Wales this time uh, in the in the elite league so so uh, in the Challenge Cup rather so so how, how are you preparing for that uh, same as we normally do you know Cardiff's a very good club we um you know we <laughs> one message i sent to the guys that i think will will most likely see a, a different card of devil teams than, than we saw on on sunday i think they're going to make it a lot tougher on us in their in their rank and you know on the back of a what they would class as a disappointing weekend and you know we we certainly got to be ready but uh, i don't want to take anything away from our guys they, they played a very good hockey game on sunday and um we did a lot of good things and and, and we have to do that maybe even do them even better on saturday because we know they'll be coming and then obviously the home game in the league, uh, back in the league on Sunday uh, against the Manchester Storm. Um, obviously, there's there's goals flying in across the league, so uh, the message has to go out. Really, get get yourself uh, to Coventry Blaze on Sunday. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's a it's a massive game for us. Obviously, we haven't. Uh... You know, we got off to a great start in the league by going into Sheffield, winning a hockey game. And then I actually felt that on the Sunday that when we lost to Sheffield, we actually played better hockey. But, you know, unfortunately, just couldn't find a way past their goalie on that night. But, um, you know, then we, we, we dropped a, a couple, you know, in the next next couple of weekends. So, you know, it'll be important for us to get back into the win column there. And, you know, we're at home and, you know, we want to we want to play, you know, set a standard of playing good hockey, you know, certainly at home and, and week in, week out. So um, it's a massive game for us early on in the season here. And generally, the last time we spoke, it was in the the preview show, and uh, everything was up in the air with regards to rosters and and preseason and and that kind of thing. But but generally, Danny, content with the the start that that Coventry have made, and and room for optimism for the season going forward. I think I think behind the scenes, you know, in terms of our our guys, you know, finding some chemistry and getting along and mm-hmm. and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. But um, you know, I, saying am I content? I don't know. I mean, obviously, we had that little stretch where we lost uh, some consecutive games to start so you know in an ideal world we would have you know found another win or two in, in those games but uh you know in terms of of the progress we've made we can't do anything about that the progress we made on Sunday um was was you know left me a little bit more optimistic about this group and we just got to continue getting better every weekend and you know we can't do anything about the games that are past we can only look forward and, and that's what we'll do Danny Stewart there, head coach of the Coventry Blaze, speaking with me on Thursday. Now, elsewhere in the Elite Ice Hockey League, we've also got the Nottingham Panthers, of course. And the Nottingham Panthers picked up a good win on Saturday evening, beating the Manchester Storm by two goals to one in the Challenge Cup. And this weekend, they'll be taking on the Glasgow clan. And for more on the Nottingham Panthers, earlier in the week, our very own Craig Anderson caught up with director of ice hockey at the club. Here's Gil Doucet. So, Deuce, what's it like to put on a shirt and a jacket for work instead of skates and a hockey jersey? Uh, I'm not going to lie. It was kind of weird at the beginning, but uh, <laughs> you get used to it pretty quickly. And uh, I'm pretty busy, so it keeps it uh, keeps my mind off uh, not playing, which is good because obviously when I watch the games, that's the hardest part of the job so far is watching the games and being so nervous because I can't actually do anything. Um, when you play, you just—I guess—you just—you uh, you feel like you can affect the, the the outcome a little bit, so you don't get that nervous. But right now, it's uh, it's a different game, uh, but it's good. It's good. I enjoy it. So so far, so good. 
Good. So if there is such a thing, and I know in a lot of cases there isn't in hockey, how would you break down a normal day in your job? Uh, like you said, there's not like a typical day. Uh, usually I try to, to get as much stuff done as I can so I can actually uh, deal with what is put on my plate, let's say, uh, midday. There's always something that comes up, you know. It, we had a, a few run-in with Dobbs so far. Uh, we had uh, things like that that, you know, they come, come at you last minute and uh, you think you're going to have a, a quiet day and then all of a sudden you're, you're swarmed with other things. But, uh, you know, obviously I'm there to support the coaching staff and, and you know, always I'm around the team. I'm not, uh, I don't need to be there day to day to run practices and stuff like that, but I need to be aware of what's going on with the team and, you know, I always try to be prepared and look at look at what's coming up in terms of schedule and you know opponents and stuff like that. So I'm a typical day is, is usually uh, getting my emails done in the morning and then looking at uh, what's coming up for the, the weekend ahead. And then obviously there's always something that I didn't plan uh, that falls on my plate midday. So so that's my days. You mentioned at the start there about the transition from, from one to the other. You know, it, it takes a bit of getting used to. But was the fact that you were returning to a club you knew and you played for helpful in, in making that transition? Yeah, it definitely was. It definitely was. Just because, you know, there's there's little things that um, on a job in a job like mine, I, I, it's important that I, have, I create relationships with the people I work with. It's important that, you know, I, I know the the impacts the the stakeholders and, and how things little things work in and around the club so that was that was a huge help for me to, to be able to have already these these relationships with people and um i know where i'm going i kind of know what what's expected at this club and, and that was definitely helpful obviously I'm, I'm learning every day and there's a lot of things that i i had i had to learn on the spot and the, the learning curve was steep i'm not gonna lie but uh yeah, it was helpful that I, I kind of knew what I was going into, especially when it comes to expectations and, and stuff like that. Now, we know with coaches, they can lean on former coaches, guys they've played under. You've got a great example this weekend with, with Zach and Tim Wallace, your coach, who are, are fairly new to the world of coaching. They've got people they can refer to for advice and things like that. So in doing your job, who can you lean on? Uh, I have a lot of of uh, people outside obviously the, the tricky thing is my most of my uh, hockey contacts that I made in the last few years are, are still in and around the IHL so I can't really lean on them but obviously when I was back home and back in Canada I, I made some contacts so I, I talked to those people uh, I talked to to ex-teammates that are still playing but that maybe at a higher level you know just to see how things are are run how what what works for them in their club and maybe a so-called better leagues and I you know I lean on that I try to see what how they work what they do over there um, but obviously I still talk to people in and around the, the, the league and, and you know just you know we don't share any secrets but it's it's good to have contacts it's good to talk to people see you know pick their brains on, on simple things or or simple issues that come up but uh, obviously it's it's a bit different maybe in a few years when all of my contacts are, are moved away from the IHL I'll be uh, I'll be maybe a bit, a bit better off. I'm curious if the, the Panthers role hadn't come up, would there would there have been a, a possibility of you playing in, in purple again? I know you enjoyed your time at the club last year. Yeah, I did. Um, obviously, I, I, this decision was not an easy one, but it, it kind of came uh, quick because this job opportunity fell on, on in front of me, and I, I decided to jump on it. But obviously, it was no secret that I, I enjoyed my time in Glasgow and it was it was a really nice great place to play so if if 
other things would have happened if maybe if Pete would have stayed and, and stuff like that maybe we would have been in a different uh, different place right now for me but yeah I I I enjoyed my time and it was not because I didn't want to play in Glasgow anymore that that I left it was more uh, because this came about you know I remember when you first signed for, for for Glasgow last year you told me that it was a club you were always interested in it was a team you, you always fancied or maybe saw yourself playing for when you look back at the experience now how did it live up to it I know it was more than what I expected, I think it was. Uh, I, we had a great group of guys. We had a good team, um, especially early on when I came. We were just on a on a hot streak. We were winning a lot of games, so it was exactly what I expected and and more. And you know, just just the fact that we're we're treated so well in and around the rink, it was it made it fun to go to work every day, um, and it made it fun for me to to play and, and you know come to a group mid season and is not always easy, but I, I felt welcomed and I, I you know I. I I felt like I could, I was a part of the team right away, so that was that was fun, and I, I I'll look back on my time in Glasgow uh, for sure in the future, and, and I really enjoyed it. So let's talk about your team. You and uh, obviously working in the background with Tim Wallace, who's your your head coach, and I think on paper it's a very different looking Nottingham Panthers team to what we've seen in the past. How did you feel that, that you had to go about changing things? What did you feel you had to 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 adapt uh, in taking over this team? Um, obviously, we, we kind of sat down early on and, and made a plan for what we what we wanted, how we wanted this team to look. And, and as the summer went along, we kind of adjusted and, and made some different made some decisions that you know affected the plan a bit. But we wanted a, a fast team. We wanted a, a young team, uh, which in the past maybe the Panthers were uh, maybe targeting a little bit more experienced player with maybe a, a bigger resume, and that was not really what we were looking for we just wanted guys that would come here for the right reasons and guys that wanted to be here and and work uh as part of this this culture that we're trying to build this this team identity that we're trying to to build so it was maybe a little bit of a different approach but at the end of the day you know everybody that's in recruiting that we you want to get good players and, and good people and that was like our main uh, our main targets so is it fair to say it's a, it's a period of transition right now for the Panthers? We were expecting that last year, obviously after Corey Nielsen left, it didn't quite work out. So is it still a transitional phase for for this new look team? Uh, I wouldn't call it. I wouldn't call it transition transitional phase. I, I just think we're obviously this is a young group, and and me, both Tim and I are are, are new at at this club. Uh, but I I think we're 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 going to be competitive right from from this season. I don't I don't want. To see this as a, as a year where we just we just we don't have expectation, you know, we we I think we built a great team, a competitive team, and uh, obviously it's I feel like in this league success come with a, a core group of players that you know you can lean on year after year, and that's not a secret. But at the same time, I think we we need to be ready right from this year, and I I don't see this year as just you know a, a year to get ready for the future. Now we've seen some some early results. Are we starting to see progress in your team in terms of the chemistry among the players, the lines firming up a little bit. Yeah, um, it's the process. You know, we we have to trust the process and stick to it. But uh, as as the the weeks go by, we we start to see uh, some things that maybe you know <clears throat> we're we're hard to predict in terms of chemistry, in terms of of line combination and, and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, we're we're pleased with the the work and the effort and you know the the learning we're doing so far. And every day we come to work and, and try to get better and you know learn from what happened the last the week before. And 
I think it's it's a time consuming and it's 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 a process that's gonna be maybe a, not as fast as people would like, but it's it's coming together nicely and and then we're still really positive. As we said, the clan are coming to the Motor Point Arena this weekend. How much are you looking forward to seeing the Purple Army in your building this week? Uh, not that much. I'm I'm just <laughs> looking forward to play at home because we obviously like like uh, the clan. We've been on the road for the last three three four weeks so it's going to be nice to play at home i think our fans are excited to see us and uh, have us back in the building uh, but uh, we're well aware that the, that the clan travels with a, a big group of supporters and they're loud and then they're proud uh, so it's going to be our job to make sure they don't have too much to cheer about what have you made of glasgow so far this season under zach fitzgerald uh we're, we're just uh starting to, to obviously to, to scout them for next weekend to be honest i've been we've been focusing more on their opponents and on on their uh, our team but obviously we we look at the results uh we can see they they've had a great weekend last week and you can see that that the the, the the core group of guys that they have from last season you know they know what they're doing they know what this league is all about and um it's it's a good team they're a fast team they're they they They've they've uh, they've played together before, so they they have some firepower. They have a good goalie, so it's 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 a good test for us this weekend, and we're gonna get ready all week for uh, for these two games. What do you think we can expect from these two games? Double headers, I, I find, are always quite interesting. Ah, uh, yeah, um, you know, it's it's a bit different, especially because there's they're they're both at home for us and both on the road for the clan, so it's a it's a different ball game. Um, I don't know, I don't know, it's it's. It's two games. It's two different approaches. You you need to be ready for for both of them. Um, I, I'm not sure what to expect. It's it's the first time we have a two game uh, a double header at home. Uh, it's it's going to be fun. That's for sure. Gil say there, director of hockey at the Nottingham Panthers, speaking with Craig Anderson earlier in the week. Now, from the Elite Ice Hockey League, now we turn to the National Ice Hockey League. And as we were discussing earlier, what a superb start to the season uh, for the National Division. Superb stuff. Goals flying in left, right and centre. Shortly, we're going to be hearing from Swindon Wildcats' Max Berbrea. But before that, it's to the Peterborough Phantoms that we turn to. They were 3-0 winners over the Brat. Bees on Sunday and early in the week I caught up with the head coach at the Phantoms is Slava Kulikov. Um, so Slava a big thank you for joining us and uh, a big congratulations uh, for your first win of the season on Sunday night uh, a great 3-0 win over Bracknell how, how was it? Oh first of all thank you Ben uh, yeah it was a tough game obviously we had a double header against Bracknell uh, over the weekend and uh, um, you know, Bracknell is a very good hockey team and they work really hard and they got a lot of energy and, you know, we we, we lost two points away. We, we were winning after two periods and we just wanted to make sure that uh, guys responded well on Sunday and we definitely got that and got the first two points on the board. I mean, what did you take from the opening two games? Because um, when, it, when it comes to the division more generally, um, to say it was a goal fest uh, last weekend would be an understatement, wouldn't it? I mean, yourselves, uh, you scored seven goals in two matches. Um, I mean, what, what did you make of the start for, you, for yourselves and the league more generally? Oh, I mean, regarding us, and I guess it'll go the same for every team, it's very early on to, to paint the picture. All you can see is going to be a competitive league. It's going to be, you know, the teams that ready and want to give their all at the game and compete for 60 minutes is the one that's going to have the chance. You you don't really see at the moment the, 
you know, top and bottom because, like I said, it's too early right now. Um, I can't really speak about the rest of the teams, why the scoring was so high, but I guess, you know, a lot of energy and maybe teams still haven't worked on certain areas and maybe it becomes a high-scoring games. But it's definitely a good start for, hopefully, a good league. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, it is a, it is a trip into the unknown. I mean, it's a return to, to national competition for, for everyone, really. Uh, and uh, well, if it carries on like this, it's certainly going to be a thrill a minute. Uh, yeah, no, definitely. It's you know, it's an entertaining brand of hockey. Every team is competitive. Every team's got good rosters, and uh, like I said already, it's hard to predict the weekends who is going to come out on top. And if the goals continue to come, you know, that high in each game, obviously it'll be entertaining for the fans as well. Now let's talk about your roster and uh, your, your squad heading into this season. Obviously, there's been uh, news that this is going to be the last season of, of, of James Ferreira on the on the playing side of things. He's been a, a, a great servant for for the club. Uh, but generally, how's how's recruitment been this this over over the close season? You know, locally for us, because this was a very successful season for Peterborough Phantoms, it was. Uh, not many changes. We we managed to keep majority of the squad, so it was mainly negotiation uh, about the contracts with my own guys because they've done extremely well last year, and we managed to bring almost everyone back. Uh, so we were not on the market for players as much as any other year, and um, I think you know the recruitment in that side went well, making sure everybody comes back and everybody's happy. Um, knowing that Jim is last year, I'm actually, you know, I am disappointed because he's only 31 and, you you know, he's a, such a vital part of the team and he's my run, right-hand man as well. So you don't want to lose him. Uh, but at the same time, we had so many, so many chats about it. And it comes a point where you have to think about your family, about your number one job which he's a teacher and obviously he's got um, he's got the kids as well and uh, I was very pleased that he actually stayed for one more season uh, but he will be greatly missed I was I was going to say I mean he's he's been such a uh, a stalwart of the club uh, during a, a, a very good period as well with with lots of silverware uh, but he also came through uh, the junior ranks of of uh, you know the the Pythons uh, the the under 16s team uh, and and you know that side of things the development of the game in Peterborough and uh, the the pathways for the junior game that's been encouraged with the league rules this season that you can only have two imports uh, playing so so how how's that side of the club developing you know, we have a we have a plan in place. We obviously spoke about it many years ago and with having a second team as well, Phantoms two, you you know, you can really have a you know, a structure in place that will help to develop the local British talent. I mean, from the top of my head I believe we have <clears throat> We definitely have over 50% of homegrown talent this year on the roster. Uh, and that gives, you know, you already mentioned Jimmy, but there is, like I said, there is a lot more guys that come in through. So that gives an example to the junior development, to all the kids that they're not being forgotten. And uh, with working hard in all three sectors, i.e. junior development, and then connection to Phantoms 2 and a Phantoms 2 connection to Phantoms 1 uh, could be, you know, could be a very good path way for the juniors to get to play in the top uh, top team in the, in the city. And hopefully we will be a stepping stone for some of them uh, to go off and maybe play in Elite League or 
you know, achieve their higher dreams. Yeah, so it's very exciting. Uh, that, that's for sure, the future. But uh, speaking of the future, uh, two games this weekend, uh, a trip to, to Swindon Wildcats and then hosting uh, Basingstoke on, on Sunday. Uh, how's the squad shaping up and, and what's your mood heading into these weekend, this weekend's big matches? Yeah, it's definitely not coming any easier. We already <laughs> spoke about this uh, on the beginning of the interview. Every every game you have to take, you know, as a, as a new challenge. You you don't need to get too high or too low. I mean, coach does plan. We do plan for obviously both games, but I think for the players, it's just about coming in into Saturday game and giving their all and executing the tactics. And hopefully, with a bit of sportsmanship, look, uh, we can get some points. We all know how difficult uh, Swindon uh, when you come to Swindon is, uh, but we are confident that if we bring the right game, that uh, we will we will hopefully get a result there. Uh, the team is doing okay. It's it's nice to pick up the first two two points of uh, you know of the campaign. We have a couple of injuries, but that goes for everybody in the league. We you know if you look around, there is injuries here and there. It happens. It's life. You have to deal with that. Uh, but I think from the point of the confidence, we 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 should have. Um, uh, high morale because, like I said, the game on Sunday was really good. The tempo was high, and you know we came out with two points. So yeah, we we're gonna work hard this week and hope for the best. Yeah, so then it's certainly going to be entertaining uh, the, the Swindon game, especially. Uh, they've they've in two matches they've scored fifteen goals uh, and, and conceded thirteen goals. Um, so certainly going to be a, an intriguing one, that's for sure. But uh, uh, Slava, just before you go, uh, just a, a quick uh, plug uh, for Sunday's match. Uh, the, the message to go out there: Basingstoke basically coming to town. Uh, hopefully, a full house. Hopefully, a full house. You know, we we know how important to have. Uh, fans in the building and we were, we've been fortunate last year to 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 have a lot of full buildings and great atmosphere and and beginning of this season has been pretty good as well and we know how important they are and if we can fill the building and have a six month with us that would be absolutely great Slava Kulikov there, head coach of the Peterborough Phantoms, speaking to us here on the British Ice Hockey Podcast. One last interview to bring you involving the National Ice Hockey League from last weekend, and that's with the Swindon Wildcats' Max Berbrea, who caught up with Craig Anderson earlier in the week. It's certainly been an interesting start for the Wildcats. They beat the Raiders of Romford by nine goals to six on Saturday, and then they were beaten by the whole Pirates on Sunday by seven goals to six. So certainly very entertaining stuff. Let's hear now how the start to the season's been. Here's Max Burbrain speaking with Craig Anderson. So firstly, Max, how is semi-retirement treating you so far? No, it's been great. Uh, Everything's going according to plan. Um, Halfway through the season last year, uh, I've lined up a job and I knew that my hockey career eventually was coming to an end and it was, I guess it was perfect timing uh, where I was going to come into a full-time job and um, obviously, like I've, I've told you before, um, I've left um, a bit of hope and I semi-retired and, uh, you know, I got the call earlier than expected in the season because I expected possibly some injuries and maybe get a call from Swindon again, but it came even before season started. So unfortunately for them, uh, they needed the cover straight away. And of course, you, you come straight back into Swindon Wildcats in a brand new season and a brand new league. How did you find that opening weekend? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's only been two games. Um, 
obviously they have played. Uh, it's hard to tell, but uh, as far as I kind of noticed, there's no change um, sort of structure. I mean, we, we even have completely the same team, although there is two new imports. One of them, I played with Thomas Moroshensky already my first year in Swinton. So there's no issues with slot men at all. And uh, so far, they have played two teams and seem to be very similar standard to last year. And you've hit the ground running in, in terms of points. Eight points from those two games as well. I suppose there's, there's some life in you yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's great for, for self-reassurance. Obviously, you have your doubts <laughs> coming in where you didn't mentally prepare, you didn't physically prepare like you would um, in the summertime. Um, but like I said, I, I think I've played long enough to sort of know how to adjust my game a little bit and maybe not depend on physicality uh, or that part of the game try to use my brain a little bit more. The other aspect sometimes is mentally guys, you know, playing for their jobs pretty much every game because it's a performance-based uh, sport. And if you didn't perform for a few games, a couple of weeks, uh, next thing you know, you get the notice handed to you. So you always have that on the back of your mind and perhaps you squeeze the sick a little bit, you know, um, that much more. But uh, when you know you're just filling in, um, you don't have that pressure hanging over your head. And perhaps maybe that is helping a little bit as well. You just enjoy your hockey and you do as best you can and uh, it seems like it's actually working out better. So how much are you enjoying juggling your your, your new job with being back playing hockey at the moment? I realise it's maybe only a short term measure I, just now but it must take a bit of juggling for you. Yeah, I wouldn't use those terms uh, <laughs> like enjoyment. Um, logistically, mentally and physically it's very hard actually. Um, the, and that's why um, when Aaron approached me to um, to do some games, I, I straight away made it clear, you know, um, I couldn't do this um, basically seven days a week if I commit to both games on the weekend. Um, so I said, yeah, possibly I can cover some games, but I, I couldn't do it full time. Um, and I just had a taste of it this weekend. I had the two games in a row and then had to go straight back to work. Um, you know, it, it's just not nice at all, uh, especially coming back from Hall with three 3.30 in the morning and, you know, going to work in a couple hours of sleep is just not fair to my own job as well, um, job performance. So uh, enjoyment is not the word that I would use, but it's working at the moment and see how it goes a little bit, you know, further down the road. I'm just I'm just uh, curious how other guys are doing because some guys have full-time jobs and playing full-time, um, but I guess they don't have kids, <laughs> so I don't know how they're doing it. So in general terms, it was a home win against the Raiders on Saturday and then an overtime loss to, to Hull this weekend. Was that a satisfying way to start the new season? Um, i got to, to be completely honest, you know. Um, you know, naturally, although you are filling in, you you want the team that you're playing for give 100% commitment and, 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 you know, and mentally as well. I want to do as well as I can and for the team to do as well as I can. And uh, offensively, we've done brilliant. <laughs> Probably the best we've done in a long, long time. But, uh, you know, defensively, some things to address, definitely. Um, uh, I don't know. It sort of seems to be a common theme in the first two games across the league as well. There's a lot of goals being scored in high-scoring games. Um, and I don't know whether it's the league setup and the way it works. So, I don't know. I, honestly, we don't know what's going on. But I, I bet you Aaron's going to come up with some plan now for the guys to watch some video and it's something to stick our teeth into and, and work on. Um, to be honest, to, to give up six goals and seven goals and what is it, 13 goals in two games is unacceptable, um, especially for the team that Aaron's building for the standard they were supposed to be and someone, 
you know, our goal is to, to win the league again. Um, and playing like that defensively, most likely not going to achieve that. You just more or less answered my next question. It was going to be, you know, Swindon had a great year last year, but you're coming into a league where Sheffield and, and Hull, those teams that did so well in the other league last year, they're all in there together. How far can this team go? But, you know, competition is going to be very, very tough, I would imagine. Well, that's the thing. I mean, that's one probably difference that I didn't mention before is now where we had, you know, sort of Peterborough and and, and a few other teams to, to sort of to, to battle with in our mind. Uh, and now there's pretty much an even league where anybody can win on any given night. Therefore, defensive play is going to be especially more important. Um, so, of course, that was our first te- uh, test against Hull as well. Um, where they've been flying so far and they've been winning all the games so for us. Although we did blue um, two-goal lead and lost in overtime in the end, um, it was actually a good good result as far as I was concerned to pick up a point in Hall. Um, and so as long as we sort of, you know, win head-to-head competition, um, we're always going to look all right. Coming up this weekend, you've got Peterborough and Telford, um, two Another two tough games. I suppose it's tough games every week, isn't it? But what would two wins say about the Swindon team this season so early on? Again, it's very early. Sometimes you don't um, see the real team, you know. So you don't have, you don't get a feel for it a few good weeks, if not months, into the season. But nevertheless, um, Peterborough is going to be another big test. Peterborough always been one of our competitors. Um, so did Telford. Telford had a great stand the last couple of years. Um, and if anything, it's just going to be a matter of setting that bar again. Um, it's hard to tell what's going to happen, but I can tell you one thing for sure. This team that uh, Swindon's got right now, we're expecting to win every game we go into. Um, you know, although we were happy in Hall with the point, we also, you know, on the side, inside of it, we know that we should have won that game. And then going forward, we need to correct the mistakes um, and we shouldn't really be having the situation again. Max Burbrea there at the Swindon Wildcats speaking with our very own Craig Anderson here on the British Ice Hockey Podcast. And that's it for this week's British Ice Hockey Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this week's show. Remember, for all the latest goings-on from the world of British Ice Hockey, you can visit the website britishicehockey.co.uk and don't forget to follow BIH on various social media platforms as well. You can subscribe to this podcast too on iTunes. And while you're on there, please do give us a review and make sure you give us five stars as well Uh, we'll be back next week with more interviews from British Ice Hockey but that's it for this week's show I've been Ben and wherever you're going this weekend to cheer on your British Ice Hockey side make sure that you have fun bye bye Sports Social Podcast Network